Coming up on today's federal newscast, are federal employees currently furloughed because of the shutdown receiving health care coverage right now? That's what one senator aims to find out. Good news for furloughed feds, they will not be laid off if the shutdown continues past the 30-day mark. Meanwhile, DMV senators are trying to set up a meeting between affected federal employees and President Trump. These stories and more in today's federal newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm your host, Eric White. Despite reassurances from the Office of Personnel Management and insurance carriers, furloughed employees are receiving mixed messages about their health insurance coverage. Senator Ron Wyden writes to OPM asking how the agency is proactively notifying furloughed feds about their coverage status and how it's working with providers to ensure continuous coverage. The Oregon Democrat asked OPM to respond in five days. Furloughed federal employees will not be laid off if the government shutdown continues for 30 days or longer. The Office of Management and Budget says regulations on reductions in force only apply to planned administrative furloughs and not emergency or shutdown furloughs. Federal regulations instruct agencies to consider RIFs if an administrative furlough lasts for 30 days or more. Administrative furloughs are typically planned events unlike government shutdowns. Half of the IRS's total workforce will be exempted if the partial government shutdown extends into the tax filing season. The agency furloughed the vast majority of its employees since the beginning of the shutdown, but it plans to have more than 46,000 employees work without pay once the filing season starts on January 28th. The IRS's updated contingency plan does not exempt audit work or training. The Coast Guard Mutual Assistance Program is expanding its interest-free loans a day after military members missed their first paychecks because of the shutdown. The entire workforce, both civilian and military, is now eligible for loans up to $1,000. Until now, the program was limited to lower pay grades in the organization. The expansion is partly because of a $15 million donation from USAA, a financial services company that mainly serves military members. The government shutdown may start to affect health care benefits for uniformed service members. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has details. For military families and retirees, TRICARE enrollment fees and dental premiums are normally paid through paycheck allotments. But for members of the Coast Guard, the Public Health Service, and the NOAA Commissioned Corps, those allotments are not being processed because of the shutdown. TRICARE officials say they won't disenroll beneficiaries for non-payment, at least for now, but they may need to consider alternative ways to pay their premiums if the shutdown drags on for much longer. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. The Worldwide Assurance for Employees of Public Agencies, otherwise known as WEPA, will waive premium fees due this month for its members. WEPA's board of directors voted unanimously to issue this credit in light of the partial government shutdown. Fees are waived for all members, including employees not impacted by the shutdown. WEPA members who already made a payment this month will be credited on their next bill. WEPA is a nonprofit organization that serves civilian federal employees. A federal district judge refuses to compel the government to immediately lift the impacts of the partial shutdown on accepted federal employees. The National Treasury Employees Union filed a temporary restraining order on the government shutdown in federal district court. NTEU says it wanted to send a message, accepted employees should either get paid for their work during a shutdown or be sent home. Other lawsuits challenging the legitimacy of the government shutdown's impact on federal employees are still pending. 
Maryland and Virginia Senate Democrats have asked President Trump to meet with federal employees impacted by the partial shutdown. Senators Ben Cardin, Chris Van Hollen, Tim Kaine, and Mark Warner say meeting with impacted federal employees would help him better relate to the workers who are missing paychecks due to the shutdown. Democrats add 15 new representatives to the House Armed Services Committee, nine of which are women. The new members include Representative Katie Hill of California, Representative Rebecca Sherrill of New Jersey, a former Navy helicopter pilot, and Representative Jason Crow of Colorado, who formerly served as an Army Ranger. Representative Anthony Brown is launching a Maryland-based consortium to link up aerospace and defense firms with educational institutions. The consortium will focus on solving common problems like workforce shortages and issues with an aging workforce. The Defense Department is finding it harder to recruit and retain talent as it competes with private industry and low unemployment rates. The panel will be made up of representatives from the Defense Department, industry, career, and technical education organizations, and local universities. The House passes yet again a bipartisan bill to elevate the role of the federal chief information officer. Lawmakers first approved the bill in November, but failed to get a Senate vote before the end of the last Congress. It would require Senate confirmation for the federal CIO, who would also report directly to the Office of Management and Budget Director. And the Government Publishing Office becomes only the second organization in the world to achieve this digital trustworthiness standard. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has more. GPO's GovInfo portal earned the highest global standard of excellence for digital repositories. GPO becomes only the second organization in the world to meet the standards under ISO 16363-2012. This means GovInfo, the one-stop shop for authentic published government information, implemented digital preservation practices to ensure long-term preservation and access. To earn this ISO certification, GPO showed it met 109 criteria around organizational infrastructure, digital object management, and security risk management. I'm Jason Miller. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts, and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. (music) 